$35 a year. How much would you pay to save somebody's life? Possibly say, we're not taking questions from the audience, so please don't raise Save ours! Hey. Yeah, we're, we're, we're saying, let me finish. Sit down. Let me finish. You can't disrupt the legal assembly. The location is a problem for yeah. some of us. I, we're not taking things from the I audience. I get that. That was just a statement. You can look oh. at me and expect me to raise my kids okay. right next no, to that. No, you're out of order. Let's go. I'm just saying $35 a year is the most that we would ask of anybody. We're not even asking You are out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. Yeah. Which one? Oh, you got to be kidding me. You cannot disrupt the legal system. I'm not. We're leaving. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it public? Wasn't it public? Okay. Okay. Stop. Stop. Okay. You want me to call I'm your attorney? What's your attorney? Let me call the attorney in the yes. Indiana State Police. Stop. Stop. You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm telling them to leave. You're right. I'm telling them to leave. Perception. Perception. Perception is. Reality. Reality. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's great to be with you. The clip that you just heard at the beginning of this episode was recorded on Monday, November 27th, 2017, inside a very cramped and standing room only Winchester, Indiana City Council Chambers. The completely out-of-control and egotistical mayor, Sean Byram, was presenting last-minute information to a very ill-informed and uneducated five-person city council. He was asking for a last-minute vote on a project that had been underway and being discussed for nearly a year and a half at the time of this meeting. The citizens in attendance, many who had been in attendance for the last year and a half, had to sit in this meeting quietly without being able to express their concerns, their thoughts, or ask questions, or get answers on serious issues relating to this very, very controversial project. As the meeting drug on for nearly two hours, District 4 City Council member Lisa Friend started to ask a rhetorical question to the audience. How much would you pay to save somebody's life? Now, even though public comment was apparently not being permitted at this special meeting, the rule of the Winchester City Council meeting has always been if a question was asked to a citizen or to citizens in the audience, those citizens would be permitted to speak. At this point, when she's asking this question, my ex-wife, Joni, starts to raise her hand politely to see if she could ask a question, at which point City Council member Lisa Friend says the following. We're not taking questions from the audience. So apparently they weren't taking questions from the audience. Must be something that they had discussed ahead of time. And here in a second you'll hear she says, so please don't raise your hand. Well, hell, you can't stop anybody from raising their hand. That's insane. But the fact that we have elected officials who draw their paycheck from tax money that citizens are paying and they won't 
take questions or they won't hear comment from these folks that are essentially their bosses is absolutely laughable. At this point in this meeting, you hear other citizens start getting agitated and one citizen, Joan Ashley, yells out, save ours in reference to her question, how much would you pay to save somebody's life? Save ours! Let me finish. Oh my God, so much goodness right there. So you hear Lisa Friend, city council member, say, please don't raise your hand. At that point, my ex-wife starts to say how much would you be willing to pay but she gets over yelled by Joan Ashley saying save ours and then you hear a male voice say hey that is the absolutely comical and completely uneducated doofus of a police chief Richie Tucker I don't understand how that guy can tie his shoes let alone have a badge and a gun absolutely crazy but he yells hey and then lisa friend goes on to say let me finish and again police chief richie tucker dodido says sit down and for the record for a little bit of comic relief mr richie tucker police chief is a much better tattoo artist than he is a law enforcement officer and let's be very clear he is a horrible tattoo artist if you don't believe me and i know it sounds crazy i can't make this shit up look it up Richie Tucker on Facebook. Next up. Let me finish. You can't disrupt a leader. The location is a problem for Excuse some me. of us. I, we're not taking things from you. I get that. That was just a statement. All right. So again, Lisa Friend says, let me finish. Apparently, she just doesn't feel like she can ever be able to finish. I don't really understand. And here, comically, Richie Tucker says, you cannot disrupt a legal a civil civilly. I'm surprised he could say these words, honestly. I feel like they probably approached him a couple days ahead of this meeting and told him to read the Indiana Criminal Code for Disorderly Conduct over and over and over, which for all of you listening, the Indiana Code for Disorderly Conduct in 2017 was under 35-45-1-3, which says, a person who recklessly, knowingly, or intentionally engages in fighting or in a tumultuous conduct makes unreasonable noise and continues to do so after being asked to stop or disrupts a lawful assembly of persons commits disorderly conduct a class B misdemeanor. Let me be very clear. In Richie Tucker's time in law enforcement, he has probably never said the words lawful assembly in his life. I'm not really sure he probably even pronounced them right in this little blurb. We'll have to go back and listen, but I'm not really sure. But I know he practiced and practiced and practiced his little butt off so that he could say these words as he geared up to arrest me. Let's listen to what he had to say here. Can't disrupt a leader. Can't disrupt a leader. Can't disrupt a leader. All right, good boy, Richie. You get a star after school today. I don't know what he said there. He may have said it. I don't think that he did. All right, next up, you hear Joni say the location is a problem for some of us. 
District 1 City Council Member Larry Moe Lennington, Hungry Hungry Moe, says, Excuse me. While Lisa then says, We're not taking things from the audience. Joni then says, I get that. And I say, That was not a question. It was a statement. Kind of being a smartass because Lisa said, We're not taking questions from the audience. Before she then said, We're not taking things from the audience. So I figured I would say it wasn't a question. It was a statement. Let's listen to that here. The location is a problem for some of us. I, we're not taking things from I get that. That was just a statement. Alright, from there, Joni then goes on to ask a question about how they could expect her to raise the children across from this project and you hear Larry Moe Lennington saying, no, you're out of order, let's go. I don't know what they're saying, let's go. Who, who's going where? We're in a public building. You're publicly elected officials and this is a public meeting. We're going to keep our asses right here and we're going to ask some questions because unless Unless I'm mistaken, Winchester falls inside the United States of America and we have a First Amendment right and we are absolutely going to use it. We will not be shouted down and intimidated by half-wits and nobodies. All right, next up we hear the following. You can look at me and expect me to raise my kids right next to that? No, you're out of order. Let's go. Joni talks a little bit, and you hear Larry Moe Lennington. And look, that's his name. His name is Larry Moe Lennington. He's a city council member. He isn't anymore. He was back at this time. But you hear him saying, no, you're out of order. Come on, let's go. Like, again, I'm saying, I don't know where he thought anybody was going, but he had no right to be saying any of that. Neither did anybody else. What was happening in there was not out of control. We had sat there and listened to an hour and 50 minutes of bull bullshit and we were expressing our thoughts and our concerns to elected officials who we are the boss of so i don't know what he's saying what he thought he was saying but at that point he had pissed Joni off and she said to hell with it so she stands up to leave at which point counselor lisa friend then starts back in on her nonsense i'm just saying 35 dollars a year is the most and then it happens i decide i'm not gonna let her walk out alone i'll walk out as well so i stand up i grab my material and i walk toward the door i get to the door i turn around and i figure you know what i'm gonna let them know one last time what i think of them in this meeting and at that point i turn around and i utter the absolute most infamous words that i have put together and spoke to this very date. And those words are, you are out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. You are out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. You are out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. You are out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. You are out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. All right, so let's be clear. I said what I said, and I walked through the door thinking, I'm going to leave. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths. We will regroup. We'll figure out what we have to do to keep the fight going forward and that's the way it goes sometimes you win sometimes you lose i knew then like i know now you don't always win in politics but the fact of the matter is you have to keep on keeping on you keep your message out there clear you preserve the record you say what needs to be said you don't cave in and you give them the good fight and at the end of the day if you don't prevail then you have to beat them at the ballot box and that's just what it boils down to so i figured that's what it would be but oh no 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 Ladies and gentlemen, 
Police Chief Dudley Do-Right Richie Tucker had a little something in store for me, and this is what happens next. Yeah. What? Which one? Oh, you got to be kidding me. You cannot disrupt the legal system. I'm not. We're leaving. Okay, the brain trust of the Winchester Police Department, Richie Tucker, also tattoo artist extraordinaire, comes after me, slams me into the wall, and is telling me that I'm under arrest. I'm saying, you know, you got to be kidding me. I'm not fighting him. I'm not resisting in any way. I'm complying, but I'm confused because I am no longer disrupting any meetings. My disruption lasted less than three seconds. I was through the door when I said it. Matter of fact, in the background, you can hear the meeting is still going on. And matter of fact, the arrest outside in the hallway is far more disruptive than what my blurb could have ever been. So I'm trying to figure out what's happening here. And you've got my mother who's mouthing the officer and you have my brother-in-law who is an attorney asking what the charge will be and kind of going on and giving him a little bit of trouble. I'm trying to actually get them to stop so I can communicate with this officer and find out if this is really going on. Let me tell you, he had it in mind that I was going to be arrested. There is just no question about it. And I will believe till my dying day that this was planned ahead of time, that it didn't matter what happened. I went to that meeting of my own free will, but I was not leaving there on my own. That's just how it was going to be. And because of that, a federal lawsuit was filed against the Winchester City Police Department, against Chief Tucker, against the Assistant Chief John Reed, against Mayor Sean Byram, and against uh, four of the five city council members. One of the city council members wasn't in attendance and wasn't a part of any of this craziness. And I also believe that I sued the fire chief. He was there and part of this as well. So that's what happened there. But I wanted to put this out because it's the three-year anniversary of this. It is a very big, pivotal moment because it's when I realized Look, these people thought they had me. They thought they could shut me up. They thought they could silence me. And that is simply not right because what happened here is I was victorious in the lawsuit. They were in the wrong. They should not have done what they did. And they knew it. Matter of fact, we got Sean Byron beat, one of the council members didn't run for re-election. Matter of fact, she didn't fulfill her full term and various other members are no longer on that council. So I actually was victorious in the end. It was a long, arduous fight. And that's what the point of this podcast episode is about. It's letting you know you have to be able to stand up and stand firm when that's what is required of you. Sometimes you have to sit down and be quiet. 
Other times you have to stand and fight and you need to be educated and know what the difference between those times are. And this was a time that it was not okay what they were doing and I was not going to just sit by and be a victim. They were not going to run me out of these meetings. They were not going to silence me and I let them know what they did was wrong. The prosecutor's office, because I was connected to the elected prosecutor, of Randolph County, Dave Daly, submitted the case for review to a special prosecutor in Union County, south of Randolph County, and that prosecutor determined that no charges would be filed because it was an illegal and unlawful arrest because I was simply engaged in my politically protected First Amendment speech and that they should not have made that arrest. Uh, of course, as I've stated, a lawsuit was filed, and that's why I consider Sean Byram and those four of the five city council members, along with the police department and the fire chief and the city attorney, Meeks Cockrell, all to be honorary producers of this podcast for life because I wouldn't have some of the equipment that I currently have had it not been for that initial lawsuit where I was able to become victorious and use that to be able to upgrade my equipment so I could produce this podcast and come to citizens all over the United States to let them know right is right and wrong is wrong, and you should not ever, ever, ever be spanked down by your elected officials because you're the boss. Citizens are the boss. And every year on November 27th, besides being my brother in Houston's birthday, I always look back and think of the time that I was arrested in a public building during a public meeting while engaging with public officials, and that is absolutely preposterous in the United States of America. And if you learn nothing else from this podcast, it must be that our First Amendment right is alive and well, and we must fight for it each and every day. You will not be silenced. We will not be silenced. Moreover, the elected officials have to know their role. They work for us. And when we want to speak with them, within reason, obviously I'm not talking about cussing them. Obviously I'm not talking about being violent. I'm not talking about harassing anyone. But when you're in a meeting and you're trying to convey your thoughts, your concerns, your questions to your elected officials, the fact that they feel that they can't or won't or shouldn't listen to you or that they can stop what you have to say or they cannot allow you to speak or they should try to hurry up out of there because Jeopardy's on or they're a little hungry is absolute total bullshit. And that's what we must fight against. $35 a year. How much would you pay to save somebody's life? Possibly say, we're not taking questions from the audience, so please don't raise Save ours! Hey. You know, we're we're, we're let me finish. Sit down. Let me finish. You can't disrupt a legal The location is a problem for Excuse some me. of us. I, we're not taking things from the audience. I get that. That was just a statement. You can look oh. at me and expect me to raise my kids. 
Okay. Right next no, to that. No, you're out of order. Let's go. I'm just saying $35 a year is the most that we would ask of anybody to pay. We're not even asking them. You're out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. Yeah. What? Which one? Oh, you got to be kidding me. You cannot disrupt the legal system. I'm not. We're a leader. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it public? Wasn't okay. it public? Okay. Okay. Stop. Stop. Okay. You want me to call I'm your attorney? Resisting. I'm not resisting. What's your attorney? Are you call the attorney in the yes. Indiana State Police? Stop. 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 You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm telling them to leave. You're right. I'm telling them to leave. At the end of the day, folks, you must get educated. You must get active. You must get involved so that we can attempt to better government through citizen involvement so that this does not have to happen. But by God, you must understand if it has to happen, it must happen. All right, folks, well, that's going to do it for this very special bonus episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Thank you for tuning in. I do want to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Of course, remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. They can search for the full name Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Or the easiest way is to simply search on Google Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. There, I release a live video episode seven days a week at 8.35 p.m. You will not want to miss that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for all of us here at Perception is Reality, I hope you're having a very blessed day. Please make sure to get educated, stay active, stay involved, stay safe. God bless. I'll talk to you again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Remember to like and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm or on your favorite podcast hosting site. Also help spread the word and share the show with everyone you know. We can be found by searching for Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey or by simply Googling Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. To call or text the show, dial 765-546-9796 or email us at khbilbrey at gmail.com. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash bilbrey318. Until next time, remember to get educated, get involved, and remain active.